Hello, Nicole. Yeehaw! <laughs> no, don't do it. No, you know why I did that? Because we just went to Mormon Valley last night. Oh, for did our, you? <laughs> our church fall harvest. So it's nice that it's fall. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's fall. It's officially fall. Like, it is. It's official. official. And so it I was, can say it. It was late this year, and so it threw me off just a little bit because the weather. And then it started to get... It wasn't late. It was right on time. Of but course, the weather-wise, Ohio once again did no, not cooperate. Normally, it's like the 20th or the 21st, and this time it was the 23rd. They say that happens on rare occasions. Hey, I looked it up because that's what I do for a job is I have to look this stuff up. Oh, well. So anyway... Welcome to the rare occasion that we have. <laughs> right. You know, it's so funny because I was at youth group last night. We help out with the band. And youth group? Yes, I'm part of the youth. Anyway, the uh, the kids did a play. They created their own play. And oh. one of the guys, one of the dads was nominated to be the donkey. Because <laughs> they, the, they were doing the scene where um, uh, Saul's, no, where David's son, Solomon, was taken on a donkey to say, this is the new king. Yeah. Okay. So the guy was not much into this, you know, doing this thing. And so he he goes, donkey, what's your name? And he was like, yeehaw. <laughs> but he said it just like that. Yeehaw. And so every time he said his name, he was like, yeehaw. <laughs> and he had to carry this kid on his back. It was funny. It was youth group. Come on. So listen, you and I have had a little bit of a conversation about the fact that sometimes people are difficult. <laughs> sometimes um, there's difficult people we have to deal with. And it yes. just so happens this is a topic for conversation that I want to have with you because I have a list. Can I go through my list? and Wait, wait, wait. A list of difficult people? <laughs> <laughs> of I which know, you right? are at the top right oh, now. Oh, my stars. No, 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 no. I'm talking about I have a list of how to deal with difficult people. You got to stop touching the microphone because you're oh. making noise. You ma- yes, you're making noise. Stop. Sorry. Listen, Sorry. You gotta, you're in the oh, studio oh. now. No, I was doing it on purpose to give an example of difficult people. <laughs> no, there you go. <laughs> yeah, see, I can cooperate. I have all these really fantastic lists. And of course, right now I'm trying to find the one about difficult people. I could just use the search option. How about that? Go for it. Well, I will tell you that right now our pastor, for the last few months, we have different series going on at church, but, you know, the common denominator um, and a lot of things that's happening in the world or with situations and problems at hand really is relational. It's people. It's relationships. Do you know that if you ever want to find a perfect church, you got to find one with no people? Right. You know? And then there's still an issue because you show up and you think you're all that (laughs) and a piece of cake, right? That's exactly right. Okay, so here's the thing. This is how to love the not-so-lovable people. I can tell right now this coping mechanism that you have, all giddy and funny and all this stuff. I mean, which you're a joy to be around always. Uh, sure. Okay. But, That's a good backspin. No, but Go ahead. No, but it's just kind of like, <laughs> like when I'm like, oh, difficult people like or difficult, whatever. I'm just like, I go, I don't know. I go into defense mode, but you're like, oh, let's just laugh it off. Okay. Let's talk through this. Well, it's because I'm not dealing with anybody difficult at the moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yay. So I can I'm be right free. with you. I'm with you. And you're saying that. Okay. Continue. So anyway, first of all, this is how you deal. You have to love. First of all, we're called to love. Everybody, right? Even the difficult ones. Yes. Okay, so here's the first thing. You have to rely on the Holy Spirit. True. Are we playing true and false? True. (laughs) I want you to comment on the statement. Well, 
Yes. But first you have to allow yourself to be filled by the Holy Spirit. So you have to get in the right place, I think, to be able to accept or um, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, all the things be at the right place to deal with said person. But, but I think it's more than that. I think that we have to find peace within ourselves first and foremost, because if we fill our buckets, let's say we're a bucket, if we fill our buckets with all the things of God, when we bump into anybody right. in the day, that's what spills out. I think it's more than than that person. It's not about that person. It's, it's about, about you. you. <laughs> Me. I know. So, but it'd be easier if it was always them. <laughs> no, it's not. Because that difficult person, them, they, all these, whatever, just regardless. And there's like different people that are popping in my head, you and, know, like, oh, but I know the common denominator is me. Yeah. I know. Okay, go ahead. Okay, Holy Spirit. So it's not, it's, okay, so the common denominator is you. That is well said, but it's not because you are a problem. It's because of where you are in relation to God. Oh. <laughs> Wait, is this a counseling session for Nicole? <laughs> Yeah, because basically you said you don't have a, a, an issue. and At right the moment. Now, at at the, the moment. At the moment. Okay. All right. So I'm I've had them. There. All right. I've had them. There's people who rub me the wrong way. Right, right We're now, humans. I've got a, right now I've got a. A rub. A rub. And to be quite frank, this morning before I came in um, and we met and we're meeting and we're together, there was an issue with a child. So there's some of that, but that's a little different. I Let's think see, you Sometimes. have five children and one's out of state. So it's going to be one of the four. True. And two are in school right now and two I'm homeschooling. <laughs> so now we've narrowed it down to the yes. girls. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Anyhow. we're narrowing right, it down. All right. Next one. Holy Spirit problems me. Go. No, no. <laughs> you're gonna, I don't have listen, enough of God. <laughs> Nicole, you're going to have to listen to this. Yes, ma'am. Relying on the Holy Spirit is, is not uh, something that we do. It's something he does in us. If we allow him to, and I'm working yes. on it. I'm doing the work, <laughs> I promise. And it's just being open. You know, we sang this song last night called Make Room. Oh, yes. Right? And yes. It, and yes. it says, here, here is where I lay down my burdens and yep. my crowns. Yep. The crowns represent the things that we hold on to above God. And when we lay down those burdens and those crowns, then it says, I'll make room for you. Yes. And we can't do that. We can't let the Holy Spirit in until we deal with those things. And, you know, sometimes there's bitterness inside of us. That's taken up the place, right? <gasps> oh, and we have stars. to we have to ask God to help us with forgiveness. I had a very nasty person in my life that I had to forgive. And I looked at my pastor and said, well, that's going to be um, probably impossible. And he says, right. nothing is impossible. You can do this, but God is the only one that can help you with it. So it's funny that you use the word bitterness because I'm going back to, in my mind, an issue with someone when we first moved back to Ohio over eight years ago. Okay. And I kept cycling and cycling like with this situation um, that was relational and seeking counsel at the time from my sister. She said, oh, sweetheart, you've got some bitterness in there. I'm like, what? Bitterness? Mm. Are you kidding me? Like I had never experienced that before, but then it's like, oh yes. Now here's a here's a here's one that'll probably get you. If if Jesus said what 
you had just said, not not what you just said, right, right, but right. you know what I mean. If we're saying something, and if Jesus had just said that, would it sound like he was bitter? Right. <laughs> would he have said it? Right. So that's how you rely on the Holy Spirit. It's not a cut and dry thing. It's just a matter of surrender, I think. Yeah. Next, please. Okay. So consider <laughs> their story. Um, I'm having this conversation a lot with my mom right now because... She went through a lot with my dad, mm. and she makes assumptions. And I did the same thing until God helped me to heal from bitterness and anger against my dad. Mm. And so I had to ask God to help me understand my father. And he showed me very specifically that his father treated him a certain way, and he was just doing what he knew and he didn't understand how to break the cycle and he was operating as a hurt human as well. Right. And when mom says, oh, he just didn't love me enough. I said, you know, mom, he didn't know how to express love because it was never expressed to him. Right. And he, she was like, you're right. You know? And so I think we need to consider where other people have come from and where they have experienced trauma and where they feel inadequate and they don't feel the love of God. And if they only receive that love of God from us, then they need to feel it from us. So help help me here, friend. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's not happy. She's no, not happy no, with I'm this list today. No, I'm processing all this. How do you I, I hear what you're saying and it's beautiful and I'm I'm processing all of that. But when someone constantly is playing the victim card constantly playing the victim card. Whose problem is that? Oh, wait. Um, A, B, C, or D. <laughs> there's, there's, it's not there's, yours. there's. Yes, yes. And All the my, above. So it's their thing that they're dealing with. You can be praying over that, you know, because that's what they know. And Jesus is the only one that's going to fix that. Okay. So here's the thing. Oh, my stars. I, I know. You, would you rather not have the podcast recording today? No, I don't care. Because you know what? Here's the thing. My, my head's spinning with different scenarios, situations, relationships, yes. people. And that's okay. And I keep saying this to my kids or just in general conversation. It's really not who it is. It's not what it is. It's the root issue. It's the heart yes. issue. And really, if we can all understand that digging deep in the layers, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's going to be healing. And I, I know that in my heart, like there's no tomorrow. I mm -hmm. know it in my heart, but with the head spinning yeah, and the heart wanting to heal, yeah. it's trying to let the Holy spirit yep. allow the two to come together. Yeah. And, and I got a book for you. I can recommend this book highly, but it's gotta be the book that talks to you. Okay. Because Brant Hansen, he wrote a book called Unoffendable, <gasps> and he is a radio host, okay? He's is it the only book out there called Unoffendable? Because I don't know if this is one, but I'm sure it's the one our pastor did a series on it. Yeah, I think it's the same one. It's got to be the same one. But listen, he is a radio host, so when he read his own book, he made it so incredible and incredibly entertaining that you... I don't even know if he actually wrote everything that he says in the book. He just did libs, you know, right. and and it's so entertaining. But he talks about the fact, and actually I, I heard him do the talk, about how we can become unoffendable and stop letting other people's junk be our junk. So I don't, in situations like that, I don't know if I'm offended or I'm just flipping annoyed. 
with the same thing, same thing. over and over and over annoyed, and over. I'm annoyed, annoyed and, un- and exhausted. Yes, but you're annoyed and offended. So you are all the same. Hate to tell you. Oh, you need some more coffee? I do. <laughs> Maybe something stronger. So consider their story. Um, hurt people hurt people. So I'm actually putting this into practice myself, as I said, with my mom. And I try to show her the love of Christ because she's never seen it. And sometimes it's difficult. Right. But I talk to her. I have a communication. And I don't allow it to be daggers at my heart I allow it to be a teachable moment. And that's when you kind of have to step away from the pain and the bitterness. And once you get rid of the pain and the bitterness, then it's a whole lot easier to do this. But let's say you're dealing with a a difficult person in your life, and there's no way of getting around dealing with this difficult person. You're going to have to show love even if they don't accept it. They may not know how to accept it. We all have a problem accepting love because we have never accepted it well. And God has to show us how to accept his love, and then we can show other, you know, there's a lot. The other book I want to recommend is Spiritual Slavery to Spiritual Sonship by Jack Frost. And actually, there's a version that Jack and his wife, Trisha, both wrote. Say it again. Spiritual Slavery to Spiritual Sonship. Okay. So when you have an orphan spirit, and, and everything that people do offends you, That's an orphan spirit. There's a lot of things that qualify for an orphan spirit. But when you know who you are in Christ, that makes all the difference in the world. And you you stop being offended by everybody. So anyway, I'm going to go on to my next thing. Okay. And you can tell me what you think about this one. How to deal with unlovable. No, not so lovable people. How to deal with not so lovable people. The next one is bite your tongue. Oh, yeah. That's been practiced a lot. Is it blood? Is it bleeding? Right. (laughs) Right. <laughs> Are you bleeding a lot? So do you journal when you have to bite your tongue? No. I do. Because I, I have to get it out somehow. If I'm biting my tongue, that means I'm suppressing it. And even though I'm not, I'm going to choose not to say it out loud, and I'm not going to gripe to somebody else because then it becomes gossip, right? Right. I have to get it out somehow. And sometimes it just is a matter of journaling it. Because I'm going to lay my burdens before God. Hmm. So mm-hmm. bite your tongue, but then write it down. How about uh, back to that praying for them? Uh, is that something that we practice enough when we really pray for the difficult people? I had done this for a while, and I had seen, I'd actually seen things change. And okay. it wasn't changes in, well, it probably was changes in them, but it was more about the changes in me right, right. that I saw. And, and that's the truth of it, is praying really helps us more than it helps them, but it also helps them. <laughs> right, right. Right. Well, I know early on in our marriage, we've been married 26 years, but early on in our marriage, um, I was working at a bank, and one of my clients came in and brought me a book called Power of a Praying Wife. Oh, and yes. Was like, Stormy R. Marshall. Yes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is wonderful. Yeah. Her name was Donna Dufort, and she, we built this beautiful relationship, and... We talked through things, and she said, here, this will help your marriage. And the very first chapter was about changing things in yourself. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I I got it together. My husband's the one with the issues. (laughs) But the first chapter was no change you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Well, sure enough, over the years, through praying for my husband, again, going back to realizing yeah, he's got issues and faults because he's human. Yep. I have issues and faults, but I can only control what I can control in the relationship. 
and praying for him, but allowing God to change me, which is funny that I'm saying this out loud because I'm still working through that. Mm -hmm. But going back to the concept of if I have an issue with him, okay, Lord, what is it in me that I can change? I always ask what is there to learn? Yeah. Yeah. That that what am I doing that might be the issue? But I'm learning that well with him in that situation and that relationship. But for some reason, I have another person in mind that I'm having issues with. But I haven't thought through what I can change on my end for me with that relationship because I really think that issue is that person. I really think you just had an aha moment. I did. (laughs) I did. I think so. Because I... I've learned because I've worked. I have put value. I have put value, Angie, on my relationship with my husband. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so if I've put value on relationship with my husband, maybe I haven't put the value in this other relationship. Yeah. And, and, and that is an aha moment. Yeah. And that it breaks is the my truth. heart. So Lord, you forgive just, me. You just learned the love of God. I learned something. <laughs> And you know, oh, what are you mad about? I'm not mad about, but it's just like, um, I know. And again, this other person that comes to mind, I know that they're a beautiful person. Yeah. But they annoy the crap out of me. Yeah, right. It's true. And so, um, but they don't annoy the crap out of God because God loves them very much. He's exactly and right. And God does want them healed. Yeah. That's exactly right. And so what can you do to do God's work in that healing? You can represent, as a child of God, the love of God into that person. And that's going to take some different, you know, you can write a list of how you could actually make that happen. Don't expect it to be all perfect as soon as you do. Do you remember the movie Fireproof? Oh, yes. Okay. So he did the love dare where he had to take several days to go after his wife and he had to prove himself and it wasn't until the end of it that she finally figured it out right but you know that's the thing is like we do these things to build better relationships and to honor god to be honest we're doing it to honor god with our lives because we call ourselves christians right but we are not always going to see the results because it's not about us doing it for results it's about us honoring god and calling ourselves a Christian. So here's 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 the beautiful part about us talking. Being recorded or not, it doesn't matter. We are to be doing life together. Yeah, iron sharpens I, iron. Exactly. And I just wanted to say thank you, but I wanted whoever's listening, overhearing. Oh my gosh, I have to tell you something about overhearing a conversation in a minute. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> not gossipy, but um, but just the significance and important of that importance yes. of that. And, you know, I I think that the ones who are not very lovable are the ones that need us the most. Mm. And they need Jesus the most. And like I said, you know, they say, let it roll off your back like a duck, right? Right. Well, give me some practical stuff. How do I let it roll off my back? I still say it's the work of the Holy Spirit in helping us to understand, is that dagger really at me? Now, it might be. That right. dagger might be at you, but is it really their problem that they're 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 giving you their stuff? You know what right. I mean? Because um, you know, there's people that they just can't be miserable on their own. They want to make everybody else miserable, right? But but what is that really? Is that just because they don't know how to be happy? 
boy, they need prayer. Right. And it, it really does help a lot to step back and get a broader view and really to get a Jesus view because God is, like you said, God looks at them this way. Right. And, and you know, if you really prayed about it, I bet you would find all of these things that God thinks about that person. And if you wrote them down, that's the thing you could be praying over them. And I can, I can only imagine the beautiful restoration that you're offering that person, restoring them back to God, because they're obviously not there right now. Right. And if I'm a difficult person, by the way, to anybody who's listening, I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> because I do this to my husband. Right. Sometimes he's cute when he gets frustrated and I push his little buttons mm. just to try to get him there. And he goes, ah, that's what he does. Right. <laughs> and I go, I love it when you do that. And he's like, stop. Ah! <laughs> that's funny. Now, let me ask you this. How hard do you think it would be to offer that same thing to a person who is no longer here? Mm. Like I, I got rid of anger with my dad and before he died, I felt like we were in a really good place and I could still honor my father and I could still love him. But since then, some other things have surfaced that remind me of his selfishness. Mm. And I'm thinking, I'm still mad at him for that. Why did he do that? Like, why didn't he say something when we could have all helped him? Right. But he didn't say anything because of his pride. And yet, he buried it under the rug, and now it's our problem. Mm. And this is the kind of stuff that's like, I'm still mad at him. So how do you offer forgiveness to somebody who's not right in front of you that has already, I guess I'm answering my own question, he's already had to stand judgment before God, I'm assuming, because when it says when you're out of the body, you're with the Lord, right? And right. so he he was saved, and he is with the Lord, and so he probably already had to face judgment for those things even before we saw the results of them. And I don't think I'd want to be in his place in that respect. Hmm. Hmm. So I guess I could have compassion on him in that. And because it's done, because God already passed judgment. And I don't know what that looks like, but I know that much. But isn't isn't forgiveness even about being able to forgive? Give them even sometimes you have to go to the person and say, Will you forgive me for XYZ? Yes. But sometimes it's not even going to that person because they don't know that you right. you've been hurt or they've offended you or any of those things. So forgiveness is what you have to do in your own heart. So not Oh yeah. And and that's a that's a leading from the Lord for sure. I remember going to my ex husband and saying, Listen, I forgive you for everything. He goes, Forgive me. What right. about all the stuff you did? You know? Right. And it so yeah, it, you have to be led by the Lord on that one. Otherwise, it goes all wrong. <laughs> right. But you were doing what you thought was right at the time. I mean, we all learn throughout yeah, life. I was a lot yes. younger in my spiritual walk. I think, yes, forgiveness is a is truly laying that burden before the Lord so that you don't have it anymore. And, and that's a thing that we do. Right. And it's not a thing that they do for us. It's us. Right. Give, getting rid of it. it. It is not an easy process. I... I told you about that other person I had to forgive that was just horrible. I mean, I literally referred to him as Satan mm. <laughs> because it was so nasty uh. and so hurtful and, and just caused a lot of problems. And and I realized there was a, a lot in his life as well. And God helped me to heal from that. Um, and even though I want nothing to do with him and I never will, I I am 
I'm I'm free of what he could pull me down to. Right. And I'm not going to let him pull me down to it anymore. Right. My sister's now ex-husband at the time um, had an affair, which led to the eventual divorce. But throughout the process, she said, in not so many words, I can forgive you because Jesus has forgiven me, mm. you know, for my sins. And I can live without you and I'll be okay, but I cannot live without my Savior. Yeah. And that's what pulled her through was yeah. that recognition of I can still forgive you, but I don't need you in my life. I mean, there's way more to the story than that. Right, right, but right. All that recognition. Yeah. Um, it's not condoning people's behavior. It's, right. It's really just unloading the burden on you. Right. And saying, I'm, I'm free of of that pulling me down because right. you don't want that baggage. Like exactly. it's a, it's like cement shoes. I mean, it's going to pull you right down. And you know, I think that, um, there is a lot to say offering forgiveness to people because that is actually Christ as well. And, you know, I've seen the things that I've done in my life and how I've hurt people. And, and I realize how much I've been forgiven and Holy cow, I don't want to, ever hurt people like that again. And right. and I want to extend God's forgiveness like he gave me. I mean, that's biblical as well, right? You got to right. extend what he's given. And to much, to the person who gets much, you got to give a, a lot more, right? right. And so right. I've been given so much forgiveness and I feel like I can't stop paying that back to him. I mean, I just have to honor him with my full life. And so there you go. That's a, that's a forgiveness and all that jazz and loving, not so lovable people all in one fail swoop on podcast. <laughs> oh, my stars. But, you know, maybe, maybe our talking about it and being vulnerable about it is going to help somebody. Well, obviously, it's kind of sort of helped me, and, and, you know, in general. But just, you know, again, oh, my stars, you know, it's scriptural about the scales falling off. You know, again, the yes. more that you read, the more you know, the more that you all iron sharpens iron. You know, I'm just kind of like, okay. And, you know, I'm a pastor, so I'll send you the bill on the oh. counseling fee. Oh. <laughs> all right. Before we go, you got to tell me about this overhearing a conversation because <laughs> I got to hear it now. Okay. So in a nutshell, my very dear friend and I were having um, brunch, breakfast, lunch, you know. We never have brunch. We only have coffee. Oh, okay. Well, let's put it on the calendar. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, and so I, I kind of thought I was a very dear friend too. So that's okay. We I'm not offended. We had a lot of meals together, dinner. I'm not offended. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> okay. And I forgive you. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. Okay, go but ahead. But I'm bumped. So we're having this meal I together. Up. Yeah, you're hilarious. So we're, shh, sip it. We're having this meal together, okay? And these two older ladies were sitting behind me and we're in a booth. And I hear the waitress come and say, ladies, you know, are you ready? Would you like a refill? And they didn't know because they're older. They didn't know they were talking so loud. And they said, oh, no, we're just staying here because we're listening to their conversation. To your conversation. Yes, to mine and my friend's conversation. <laughs> they didn't know they were saying it loud, but I heard them. That's... And so you know what I did? But they're hard of hearing. How can they hear your conversation? You guys must have been loud. I began to talk louder. Because we were talking about things of the Lord. And I'm like, oh. well, if they want to listen anyway, well, shoot, I'll just give them a show. So yes. I was talking louder. My friend didn't have to talk louder because they were already louder. <laughs> but I thought it was hilarious. And immediately I thought about the podcast, the whole concept of overhearing. people overhearing a conversation. So that brings me to be careful what you talk about in public. 
Yes. You know, that whole gossip. I don't want to go down the thing of gossip or whatever. But man, I hope these ladies walked away with just something encouraging because we were talking about things of the Lord and it was cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's all. Well, then obviously it was very interesting to them and they didn't need oh, to do anything else. It was hilarious. It was just these two little give, old ladies. Did you give them a hug before you left and said, hope you enjoyed the conversation? <laughs> no, but I wanted <laughs> I to have, say something, or, but I had to bite my tongue. Uh, listen to my podcast. I'll talk about more. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, it was sweet. It was a sweet moment. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah, we should go out and talk about the Lord more often. We should go have, we did that one time on a podcast. Yeah, but the recording, you know, technology. Yeah, yeah well, next time I'll plug it in. But I mean, that's what we do. It's Let's the, do it. Like you again. said, the whole concept is going and sitting down and talking about the things that we're dealing with. We're not the only ones dealing with it. And as moms and wives, sometimes, you know, life can get tough and we need a little extra kick in the butt. And sounds like you got one today. Praise God. Nothing that coffee and conversation can't solve. Oh, and, and the Lord. And the podcast. Oh. oh, and the podcast. Oh my gosh. And the list gets longer and longer and longer and they're out of order. So there you go. God's, God's the first one. That first one was rely on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's your first thing. There you go. So go then coffee. <laughs> then conversation. Always ends with the Lord. Starts yes. and ends with the Lord. Yes. Hey, I guess that's enough for our podcast today because that was pretty, you know, intense. And I'm glad I'm glad we were able to talk it through. Yes, love you, friend. I'm gonna probably need one of these eventually, so we'll we'll have the tables turned. There we go. All right. Have All right. a good one. See ya. Bye. The Rise of Hemp Podcast Network. <laughs>